Welcome to Smodcast. I'm Kevin Smith. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, um, what are you doing with your life? You know, it's a question that we uh, get asked when we're kids, particularly in that old video for Twisted Sister. What are you going to do with your life? The guy's drill sergeant dad yelling at the kid and stuff. Um, it's a question that a lot of us take for granted because life happens all the time and you realize at a certain age, oh, I don't, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life because my life is in process it's happening and stuff um so a lot of us forget that uh you know time is precious because we're so busy doing the standard uh day to day a couple months ago we had on the show an incredible guest um in an episode entitled uh john from australia john grayson who is uh dealing with terminal illness um kind of reframed life for us uh, beautifully. And um, it was a powerful episode. And back then I said, hey, we're going to talk again. So we are going to talk again. Uh, John Grayson is the living example of of not taking it for granted. And last time we chit-chatted, we got to hear how he's spending his time. So... With such limited time, it's a precious gift that he's sharing any of it with us. So that means you want to open up your ears and listen clearly, man, because you're going to hear some true wisdom. You know, wisdom comes from somebody with experience that you don't have. John is living an experience right now that mercifully most of us, for all we know, are not going through. So how do we learn? about the unknown by speaking to those who, who challenge the unknown, who head into it, who deal with the unknown, who live in the unknown and the uncertain future. So back to talk about life is our friend from Australia, John Grayson. John, you there? Yes, I am. Hello. How are you? Welcome back, Captain. Uh, I asked you before we started, but for those listening in, just to lean us into uh, where you are. How are things down under? Uh, very wet for the last, what, about, say, the last two months, uh, two weeks or so, but it's finally starting to get a dry up. So it's, it's finally getting, uh, finally about to get dry <laughs> for a change. Fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. um, okay. So uh, just to refresh the memories of, of those uh, who were listening before, maybe the, uh, for those who are listening for the first time. Um, what are you dealing with? What is, what is creating your terminal condition? Uh, so I have a brain cancer, uh, is the short version of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was diagnosed in 2014, um, and it's now at the point where it's inoperable and it's weeks to months to live with. And, uh, to refresh the memory of those, um, from the last episode or those who perhaps didn't listen to the last episode, um, the when you were given the initial 
diagnosis, um, you were told a certain amount of time that you've long since passed, correct? Yeah. So I, when I was originally diagnosed, I had a, essentially two to two to five years. Um, that was now six years that I've gone to. Um, the the that um, diagnosis um, is like I said, it's now at six years, and the reason why it's now specifically terminal is because the inoper- uh, it's it's inoperable because I've got a secondary uh, gra- uh, tumor that's um, within the actual brain can uh, brain itself that's um, com- like I said it's completely inoperable and it's um, you can't do anything with it and so it, there's nothing that can be done that's why it's like I said it's in weeks and months option. So you uh, beat the original odds, uh, but now more recently they told you it's a, the the, the uh, brain cancer is in a position in the brain, deep in the brain, where we can't. It's inoperable at this point, and so they yeah exactly. And so that's when they tell you like, okay, now for real, you're looking at weeks and or months. So we, you know, most of us, of course, dread. Um, that moment and you've you had uh you know you're no different i'm sure you dread it as well but you also had time building up to it and it's an extended uh moment you know one that's lasted now like six years since somebody was just like okay here's the bad news so your perspective on the world on life is uniquely different from most of the folks if not everybody listening right now so for those listening at home who are like, okay, what would I do if I knew my time was limited? Um, if my days were numbered and, and you know, the sad truth is all of our days are numbered. Most people just don't spend their time thinking about it, but for people who are kind of putting themselves in your, in your position right now and going like, what would I do? What have you been doing since the last time we spoke? How have you been using the time? <laughs> Playing with a little Lego. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really weird is that you still do the same shit that you do every day. So in many, like, that's that's the kind of crazy thing is that is, is yeah, you, you do still the same sort of stuff. It, I mean, yeah, that is kind of the really weird thing is that you don't do – it's you it's it's up. not it's not a movie like you know if they make a movie of this no somebody goes on no. a world around the world trip falls in love saves an animal uh, you know falls into treasure like they go on the adventure of a lifetime but what you're saying no. is the day to day I mean I can only speak for me but I still end up doing the same stupid shit that I do every other day so occasionally I'll watch dumb like i i know i've only got a finite time really a finite time right but i still occasionally will um watch some stupid show that's on tv um for 30 minutes on, on like i don't know i'm i'm trying to think of an example but um what i kind of what's that um right the the, the i can't even think of what it's called the the one where the the when you um doesn't matter but like i'll watch some stupid tv show uh because it's on right just because it's showing and even though i know 
I've got finite time, but it's just because it's there, and and I've got you know thirty minutes to kill type to kill. You don't. <laughs> That's the thing. You don't have yeah, but I don't, thirty right? minutes but to kill. I, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Every TV network who's listening is like, oh, my God, I hope he said our show. It would be amazing if he said our show, because what a huge review that would be. Like, this guy's got- I can got- literally think of the TV show that I'm thinking of, but I can't think. I can't, um, you don't have know. to. You certainly don't no. have to. But the point, the, point, <laughs> the point being, I mean, you're, you're going to get, you're graded on a curve here, John. You're dealing with brain cancer. <laughs> um, but the the notion, I think, that, like- you know, it, it def- TV, movies, they're defined as escapism. And, you know, who more than you at this point needs a momentary respite or escape from the real world? As limited as the time is, I'm sure 30 minutes of a dumb show comes in at just like the right time. It's just what the doctor ordered. And then you move on with your life. So have you, do you watch movies still? Um, movies, yes. So, funnily enough, that's actually probably what I watch more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, if anything, I've actually turned or I've watched less, um, TV shows now. Um, like I used to, let's say three years ago or Mm -hmm. so, I would have watched a lot more, um, I would have watched a lot more television TV series. But I've come to the realisation that I can't watch a lot of TV series now because even if they even if they don't watch on a um uh, end on a uh, yeah end on a cliffhanger oh on a cliffhanger um, yeah yeah even if they don't end on a cliffhanger a lot of those things will all be coming up next season coming up next season you still need to know what's coming up type of something mm. and a lot of those is like eh, well. I can't watch next season. (laughs) I can't watch that anymore. So a lot of those types of stuff, I don't really want to watch that because it's like kind of, uh, I don't really watch it basically. Right. Quit rubbing it in, man. You're telling me there's going to be another season. I I don't know if I'm going to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, So with that in mind, I don't watch a lot of TV stuff as much. I typically will want to watch movies because I know it's going to, it's finite and it's going to finish. Um, and so that's like, I, I'm, I found that's where I'm finding a lot more um, enjoyable and, and, and stuff that I'm finding a lot more um, pleasurable because I know that I, I, I don't need tuning for next season. <laughs> now, here's a question about the movies. Do you mm-hmm. want? Do you rewatch movies that you've seen a bunch, or is it all new from here on in? Um, I've actually found that I've been watching a lot of really crappy. Well, not even I don't want to say crappy, but I've I've been finding a lot of um, been watching a lot of movies. Like recently, I watched Fetch, um, Fletch, Fletch, mm-hmm. and I've watched. Um, I've, I've been watching a lot of basically eighties and nineties and stuff that I've watched before. Mm-hmm that I hadn't watched for a, a while. And I'm like, I haven't seen that for a while. I'm going to go back and watch that again and see. And, and I'm thinking that this has been a really stupid thing because like, oh, I remember that was really good. And then like, it wasn't really that good. <laughs> so, <laughs> or actually the one that I particularly watched was um, tw- uh, uh, 48 Hours and four- No, 48 Hours? No. Um, yeah, 48 Hours and 48 Hours. And I don't remember having so much 
um, racism. Yes, <laughs> rampant, CIS. rampant like, racism. Holy crap. Yeah, I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> oh, that was a lot worse than I thought it was. They got away with a lot more back then. Yeah, um, yeah, they really did. <laughs> so what, uh, when you're not watching stuff, how are you spending the day? What are you doing? There's no job anymore, right? So you don't have to worry about that. No. No, I haven't, haven't worked for quite some while. Um, so because of my it, brain cancer and all the rest of that, it it really is day-to-day and even then out-to-hour. Um, and especially over about the last couple of weeks, um, my nerve, uh, nerve pain and has sort of increased in, in a couple of times. So over the last say about like about the last two weeks of my pain is sort of um comes and goes occasionally mm-hmm. and particularly um i like i ne- I've, I've always had i think i think i was dying oh not dying so i think i was um treated treated whatever doesn't matter with um i was given um morphine as one of my um pain management that i can take right. and most of the time i haven't been able to um haven't needed that but now over the last two weeks occasionally i've had to take that about once or twice three times or whatever but it hasn't been many but the point is i've now had to occasionally use the morphine right and and so while it's not very often it's like oh geez i'm i mean i'm like i'm at pain i've got pain now and i need to get rid of the pain so i need to go and take the morphine and the reason I'm sort of bringing all that up is it's this whole process of what I, what is going on at the moment and how do I get rid of it? And right. so at the particular moment, it might be with the pain. And I sort of, this whole process of day by day, hour by hour type sort of thing is, is it either pain or if it may not be pain, but it might be something that's not be, it, can I move in the same way that I can or am I, you know, whatever the thing. Sim- whatever the symptom is that I'm having, I need to deal with that particular issue at the pro- at the moment. Most of the time, it's fine. Most of the time, I'm just sort of sitting down or standing up or whatever. That it's just really taken taken as it goes. And for the morphine it's- ignorant like myself, how quickly <laughs> does it work? Like if you like, is it a pill? No, it's it's so say um it's a uh, liquid. That you swallow. Oh, um, so, so does that. it? Is it act faster then if it's a liquid that one yeah. swallows? And so, yeah, so you an onset of pain comes on. You to go to the morphine. How long before the pain that subsides or the morphine does what's supposed to do? Within five minutes, if that. Oh well, that's, that's really quick. There's something yeah. positive about that. Very positive, <laughs> particularly like you know, in that moment, I imagine. And pain is it in your head or in your body? It's yeah, it's it's a tricky sort of thing to say um, where it is. It's in it's in the it's in the head, but it's sort of one of those questions that's sort of like where is it in the head? Right. And it's 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 this sort of um, one of those things. It, I think it's I think there's a sort of a a, a bit of a joke or whatever that says um, Inuits have a, a, a four hundred words for. For um, the um, 
for the snow or something like that. Yeah. And it's sort of a bit like myself with how many different words are there for brain brain pain. Right. And and it's and I was trying to sort of think about this the other day because I had a like I was having a a, a headache, but it wasn't a headache, but it was still pain in the brain Mm -hmm. and the best way to sort of describe it is it's not like a pain that you have like a headache but it's more like a pressure yes it's just have pressure in your in your head but it's totally different to what you would have a headache it's it's really weird um and it was and it's sort of it's it's a it's almost as though imagine you've got someone's crushing your skull Mm. inwards except it's going the other way it's pushing outwards so it's as though everything's being pushed outwards from your head outwards and you and you sort of everything's pushing backwards um which is why when you they the one of the drugs that they give you is a to reduce the pressure in the in the skull um so and 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 that's also then essentially what eventually kills you is that your your pressure in your skull gets too big and and you can't do anything else about it. And that's why why also why I'm terminal because they can't stop the pressure in the brain at the same time. So it's also related to it. Um, Man, oh, man. Like I know you're used to it because these are – uh, this is terminology and, you know, a a diagnosis you've been living with a long time and stuff. But when you – like hear it it's just it sounds excruciating from out here i'm sure it must be excruciating excruciating as it happens hence the morphine and stuff but how do you keep i mean you know i'm I'm granted we're we're only talking for a limited time so it's like there's a window that one could remain cheery but i suspect that you're always as cheery as you sound how does one remain that way with like a war going on inside your head. Um, it's kind of it's there's sort of two things at once. One is that I'm used to it. Mm. I've I've had it. I've known this for six years, so I've sort of I'm used to. For, it's sort of it's sort of strange. You're only hearing this now, more or less. But for, I've known this for six years, so. Mm. From my perspective, it's old, 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 old news, and, and which is always like the first time I heard the news, um, I was I didn't know anything, and then then I went I probably went through all the five stages, I'm sure, but I, it would have been relatively quick, and, and and then keeping from if we go back from the previous episode of of this modcast, um, you. The fact that I already had the um, anxiety and depression, I had already gone through that. So yeah. in many ways, that would have gave, gave me a, a a understanding of how to deal with the um, anxiety and depression, that type sort of thing in terms of this as well. Mm. So that gave me a sort of, for lack of a better word, a gift, I guess. I don't know. The, that's not a good way of putting it, but I don't know how the best way to put it. But a sort of I knew how to deal with anxiety. Right. Um, and so that's sort of one part of it. And then the other part was was I sort of used the knowledge that I picked up from the of to understand what was going on because I'm sort of a bit nerdy. 
to be able to use that to to sort of deal with it. So I sort of use the I I I don't know how else to put it, but I sort of I was able to deal with the 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 sort of the 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 me, the mental what would have probably have made me upset mm-hmm. by trying to figure out it from the perspective of what the hell is going on from um in terms of like literally on the sort of the brainy type sort of thing like i wanted to know what was actually literally going on in my brain right and that made me understand it better to be able to then deal with it better if that makes sense it does absolutely so you hit it it, on a clinical level you were just like all right well let me understand this and it it, exactly in part that demystifies it and hence makes it I guess, I mean, I don't know if the word is easier, but like it makes, it enables you to, to, uh, you know, kind of put it into a perspective, but like there is no perspective for this. Like, you know, for somebody who hasn't walked in your shoes or been dealing with this for six years, you know, it's just one of those things of like, no, no, it, it can't end. And you can't know that it's going to end because the rest of us don't live like that or we don't think we do, but sooner or later, um, you know, if, if you dodge accidents and stuff in everybody's life, there is a period of time where somebody's like, okay, you should really start putting your stuff together. I just don't know that I would be able to be kind of gracious about it. Like uh, you, you, you're so generous with it, you know, and uh, it, about the thing that's inside your head is that come from the studying of it and hence understanding it a little more um maybe uh i think it's i think it's sort of a, a few different things i think it's mostly oh, oh i think it's i think it's mostly the fact that i sort of had looked at the for the last 6 years or so uh, i think it's also because um that if not anyone else than me um, or, or if not me, then who else? Mm. In the sense that I'm because I had the ability to do this. It in like in the sense that I'm I'm already yeah probably that's the best way I could put it. it I had the ability to speak sort of for, to to some extent. Maybe I can't speak. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. Is, yeah, but if I could, if I was able to sort of speak to other people and say, "Hey, you guys, this is what's going on with me," and I'm willing to te- to tell people about it, then I figured, why not let people know about it? And and that was sort of the what I wanted, and, and that's why I went on. You can't ask that originally. Um, way back when, because I figured, why the hell not? Type sort of thing. Right. What about um, who's in your life right now? You're surrounded by family. Yeah, so I live with my mum, um, and I've been living there for quite some, well, quite a while now. And she's my primary care as well, so she doesn't um, like a lot of the sort of like she doesn't want drugs and stuff because I can't do that. Right. So, among other things. And are there other people? Do you have extended family? And are people coming from like to come see you and stuff? Yeah, I've got um, two brothers. Um, one of them lives quite close, and the other one lives in a different state. Um, but yeah, the one that, that lives quite close, he's within, uh, say, 
about 40 minutes, uh, 40 minutes, about, about four minutes drop and sort of drive away type sort of thing. Like he's really close. So he, he comes around pretty much. He's a, um, he's a, a school teacher mm. and he often comes after school and, and picks, uh, drives, uh, drives after school and then sort of has a cup of tea and, and comes over. So yeah, so we, 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 we see each other quite, quite regularly. Where are you with uh, spirituality on the whole thing? Are you a uh, God person, not a God person? Uh, I am um, a, I'm not religious myself, mm-hmm. um, it, it, but I am a, what's the word? Uh, I um, allow, I, I'm an, I, 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 um, a live and let live type sort of person. Right. So you, you allow I for have, other people's have, beliefs. Yes, exactly. So I have a friend, for instance, that is is actually have quite. Now that I'm thinking about it, have quite a few members, have quite a few friends that are of many different um, beliefs and all the rest of it. So I, I'm a live and live, live type sort. Personally, I'm not religious in, in any particular way. Um, in with you know the diagnosis going back six years, did the religious people come out of the woodwork? Did people start you know having God talks with you? All my friends and stuff didn't. Um, they, all of them, they would have known what was going on. The people that don't know me, on the other hand, mm-hmm. most of them, um, actually, m- most people were pretty good. The, the people that were the most annoying of all of that type sort of stuff were random strangers that <laughs> that wanted to give me um, cure cure your cancer with either. Not even so much um, religion, but mostly, and no offence or nothing on this one, uh, uh, Kevin, but, uh, yeah, a lot of people wanted to cure my cancer with um, with marijuana and stuff like that. Is that <laughs> so right? There, was, there you- was a lot of people like, you can cure cancer with this and all that. I'm like, ah, it's like. Guys, that that doesn't work like that. Right, <laughs> it's a lot more. It's a lot more. It's a lot more problematic. Than I'm, that. <laughs> I'm beyond Rick Simpson oil at this point. That was the. Yeah. That's that's what they love to recommend for cancer patients: Rick Simpson oil, which is insanely yeah. concentrated, and you know mm-hmm. has shown efficacy in some places. But like, oh, absolutely, what there, you're there dealing is... with is like, like you said, it's just you're beyond that at this point. Yeah, there's there's definitely there's definitely actual science in mm. stuff around that. It's just what the people that are doing that versus what the actual science is totally different. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. I look, I smoke a lot of weed. I would not consider myself a scientist by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> um what so in in your mind, what happens when it when it's over? Where are you gonna go? Well, I, I've always thought that there is, but it, it's the exact same question of what happened before you, right? Before you were, were born, it's that there's, there is no after, after, it's just an empty, empty nothingness, basically. So it's the same sort of question of what happened before you were born and nothingness. That, that's my, my sort of interpretation, which a lot of people might find that. Sort of horribleness or whatever, but no. I I, 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 I remember on this very show years ago, Smodcast, uh, Mosier was uh, talking about you know the end, and I was uh, I'd been raised Catholic. If you listen to the 
uh, um, history of this show, and I'm not recommending this for, for John, you got limited time. Do not listen to every episode of this podcast. But for those who do, like there was a time where, you know, I think when we started, I was still holding on to the last vestiges of my faith that I was raised in in childhood and whatnot. And, you know, Scott, particularly when it came to like the notion of death and uh, Scott had put it quite simply. And it always struck with me, it has stuck with me and it still stays with me today. Mosier's take on the end was like, well, it's like a computer. Like, you know, cause I was like, how could I just end? How could it just be nothingness? Like there's gotta be something after this because I learned so much and like all this experience and stuff. And he's like, well, you're like a laptop. He's like, you put a lot of information on a laptop and all you do is store it with information. He's going, but then one day what happens to the laptop when it winds down? He's like, that's all that information. That's, that's it. Like it's just done. And you know, it hit me so poorly when he said it, but you know, it's been, Oh God, over a decade, I think. And, uh, I'm starting to think he's, 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 well, I'm starting to think he's more right than what they told me in Catholic school. That's starting to sound like a lot of bullshit. (laughs) Keeps! Keeps, motherfuckers! Keeps! If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, you go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash smod right now to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash smod to get your first month free, man. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash smod. Go there right now while I'm fucking talking for heaven's sakes, man. And listen, listen to a man story of regret. I'm a man of 50, going to be 51 in August. Um, I ain't got much hair left to speak of. Uh, and I wish that I'd kept it more. I wish I'd kept more of it. I wish there was something like keeps back then. 90s Kev had keeps existed in the 90s I'd have been bathing in this man I would have turned into a werewolf for heaven's sakes I would have kept all my body hair for sure probably doubled it and kept all the damn lustrous head of hair on my head um I wish keeps was around back then man I live a life of regret because they weren't two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss By the time they're 35, man, more than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both, man. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair, kids. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. Who does anymore? Low-cost treatments start at just 10 bucks per month. And Keeps offers generic versions as well. Discreet packaging and proven results. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors out there, man. Prevention is key, and treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. You want to keep your hair like I didn't? You want to be better than me? You're better than me in so many ways. You want to add one more brick in the wall? of how you're superior over me, the wall upon which you stand and look down at me and be like, I'm so much better than stupid Kev Smith. This is how you do it, man. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash smod, ladies and gentlemen, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash smod to receive your first month 
of treatment for free. That's keeps.com, K-E-E-P-S.com slash smods. Get your first month's free. We thank the good folks at Keeps for being our sponsor. Keeps, K-E-E-P-S.com slash smod. What um what do you want to do now with let's go for months um the months you've got left mm-hmm. um so one of one major thing is is I want to finish this damn bloody um this uh what do you call it this so I've been working on a, a on a, a a Lego mosaic if if I if you know what a Lego mosaic is, absolutely great. And if you, um, and if you don't know what it is, um, I've been making a a um, artwork piece, which is basically um, it, I'm trying to trying to figure out how to describe. It. So it's it's a it's gonna it's gonna be quite large. It's sort of gonna be it's gonna look like a like a piece of art that you're gonna mount up on a on a wall. And it's made out of Lego block, Lego Lego pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and I've been working for my. It, it's made for my psychologist that I've been seeing for since I was diagnosed with my brain cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's been an, an ongoing um, thing for about the last couple of almost probably now a couple of months now, um, and it's just basically just been this crazy sort of thing that I've been trying to, I, I thought it was going to be finished about probably ooh, a month, a month ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it still hasn't been finished yet because of just issues. So one of the things I don't want to do is finish that damn thing up. Do you build um, it? You said it is eventually be a wall hanging, but do you build it on a table like normal Lego and eventually just seal it and then it gets hung? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so, that's that's like I said, that's a work in progress, um, and hopefully it'll be finished within about the next either next week or next month. It'll be one or the other. Nice. Um, hopefully the next week. Um, the other sort of other thing that I'm sort of going on is uh, I've 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 been still sort of in the process of getting. downgrading a lot of all my stuff right as you Um, talked about for those that maybe aren't following on the last episode uh john was talking about like one of the hidden aspects of uh of facing a a terminal diagnosis is uh what do i do with all my stuff and john didn't want to leave it for his mom to have to disperse uh, in his absence so he has taken to giving it away now that's been one of his activities. So where are you at in that? Um, so one of the, like, basically breaking down my things into, breaking down my stuff into stuff. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> I had, I had um, board games, um, board games, video games, um, uh, to the comic book, comic books and then basically another crap. Um, the board games are basically I've gotten rid of most of that, almost all of those actually, which is pretty good. Um, it, I mean, it sucks, but it's also pretty good. Right, right. Um, there's, a, <laughs> there's a few of those that are still floating around, but I've, I've, and I should give a, a shout out to a friend of mine, um, Richard. He's basically 
did a lot of that because he sort of was help helping a friend of uh, he was he was helping uh, give a lot of those to that and he was um, doing like all the all the legwork for all that. Oh, my picture went out. Gets, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Um, I can still hear me though. Probably. Oh yeah, uh, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So so he so he was doing a lot, sort of a lot of that work. Um, and then the um, the all the other stuff is still in work in progress, but still going pretty good. Um, the I lost my train of thought now. What was I talking about? Oh yeah. Um, so the other stuff that I've been doing has basically you doing month to month. Um, so that's sort of what's pretty much what I've been doing for the last month. <coughs> in terms of next month. I I don't really look at the next <laughs> month after <that>. right <laughs> because uh, frankly I don't know what's going on with that next month. Um, it's so, so I mean it's but that is that's so like that's what everybody's like. Oh, I'm not thinking about next month. I got to deal with the this month. No, no. I mean I don't know if I'm going to be next month. To, to, if I sort of go backwards on the on the clock on that top sort of thing, my original. Qu- when I was originally diagnosed recently, if if that if we can word it that way, right? I was told I was told that because uh, because I hate I hate chemo. I right. mean, chemo is great and it works and it works really well, but I hate chemo. Hate it and in the way so, that it just makes you nauseous and uh, all the all the after yeah, all that stuff exactly. And so I was somewhat somewhat um hesitant about going on chemo mm-hmm. and like again basically and when to put it bluntly the and i'm not gonna he, he i'm not gonna word it exactly the same way that the doctor described or put it but it, you'll get the general gist okay and he said if you don't go on chemo again you'll be dead in three weeks and that was basically how he. Now that was in January. Right. He said, "If you don't, if you go, if you don't go back on that again, you'll be dead in three weeks." And it's now. What is it? We've come. We're in March. We're almost in April. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's because I've been on chemo since that time. Um, which because the, the chemo that I'm on at the moment is good TMZ, and it's particularly good for um, for end stage. Um, brain cancer and it's so it sucks and i don't particularly like chemo but it's particularly like it's been working obvious in fact the way i literally said that the other day to the the um the doctor uh, he asked how something like how you going or something in those lines and i said well obviously it's working because i'm still alive right (laughs) (laughs) fair enough and 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 it's like and he's the one with the medical degree (laughs) (laughs) What um what do you dream about? Like not like dream about doing like literally when you go to sleep, what what do you dream about at this point? These days I don't. Um I used to. I used to dream all the time. I besides having besides having brain cancer, I also had narcolepsy. Um Is that right? And yeah. Actually a bit of a fun side side to that is um because I was originally diagnosed with narcolepsy before I was diagnosed 
with the the brain cancer. It was about 12 months before I was diagnosed with the brain cancer. Mm. There, there is a question, and, and and because my brain cancer is on the left-hand side, uh, left-hand side? Hang on. Uh, yeah, left-hand side. Mm. There is a question about whether or not my it's there's a link um between and so narcolepsy they, and brain cancer well maybe only in the sense that we it there's enough there's no no one knows if there's any link right. at all right but but because for me specifically my brain cancer is particularly odd uh, like it's very odd it's a it, it was originally diagnosed as a um uh doesn't matter because I'm not going to be able to remember the word. Uh, wait, hang on. Ganglioglioma. Hey, there we go. No, uh, nice. Which now a ganglioglioma is particularly rare of brain cancer, mm. and my version of that was a um, was a grade three at the time. So it was a, it, it, the upshot of it all being is the best way. Think of it like a like a great big blob of mess of your, of your cancer and rather and it's all jumbled up it's almost like a um like a a um thick shape it's all being all being mixed up in normally <coughs> sorry about that no worries normally you have a cancer and it's nice relatively nice and clean and you have sort of one over here and one over there but on mine it was all mixed together Right. And part of that is the the means that my particular cancer, the ganglioglioma, is the ganglia. It's literally the way it says. So the ganglions and the and the glions are all mixed in together. So with that in mind, mm-hmm. go back to what the the with the the, the what was going on with the my um, with my um, narcolepsy. Narcolepsy. Is pre, when I was pre when they realised that I had both the the narcolepsy and the and the um and the brain cancer, is they were wondering if there was a link between the two because the type of tumor that I had is mixes everything together, right? And now there there is not enough information at all for them to know is there or is there is there a link. But what they did do was basically the the doctor from the the um, sleep clinic, who's actually a professor, he basically had been charred, uh, making notes for the last six years or whatever. For while and then also my 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 um, my brain, all all the other everyone <laughs> doesn't matter. Everyone has basically been sort of comparing notes right. because they. They don't know. They can't. They can't say, "Oh, yes, there's a link," but they can say, "This is interesting, and we need to make sure if there is a link, then next time around, like basically when I'm dead, right. then they'll <laughs> then they'll go, oh, if there's another person that comes along and has the same sort of thing, then they'll go, oh, well, there is a link here, and they can have a look next time around.' So yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a thingy of one. I'm a I'm a a um. A, a uh, what do you call it? A, a subject subject of one. <laughs> this is a control group of one. So control group of one, exactly. The yeah. um, the how close 
does one get with the doctors? Like the doctor was like, if you don't do this, you're going to be gone in three weeks or whatever. Like, um, are you, are you allowed to be close with the doctors or they, or they kind of keep their professional distance? Because unlike most, you know, patient care, I would imagine this is patients that need the most care, not just physically, but also like bedside manner. Um, from what I've found, most doctors actually want to be as very, I don't want to say cold, but very um, clinical is probably the right way to put it. So most of the doctors want to be as very, yeah, clinical is the best way to put it. So they want to not, not want to have any, um, uh, any, uh, emotion uh, yeah, they just yeah, don't yeah emotion thank yeah. you yeah emotion um whereas the uh brain cancer um the um the mark hughes foundation people that i mentioned in the in the, in the previous episode mm-hmm. that those but they help quite a lot more and they have a lot more um and, and emotional support and all that types of stuff going on because i s- speak to them on a more regular basis, whereas the doctors, I might speak to them, especially if it might you might change doctors. It might not be necessarily the doctor. It might be seeing the uh, I can't think of the word, but the 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 under doctor type, so the the doctor that's not your, your actual doctor, but the, the, the specialist the, or something. Yeah, or or the other one, the one that's the uh, the 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 doctor that's the 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 sleep uh, the the other sleeper the the treat um. The, the narcolepsy guy, yeah, yeah, and stuff like that, and then also the the um the doctors that are, yeah, your lucky doctor, doctor, the the doctor that's not the actual doctor, but the one that's yeah, the intern, yeah, intern doctor and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't exactly. watch enough Grey's Anatomy to to be yeah, able to throw out my hospital terms quickly. That types of stuff. Yeah. What um is that's another thing. Like when it comes to like uh. For the last six years, I imagine you don't really watch doctor shows or doctor movies because, like, you live in a constant doctor show and doctor movie. Uh, not so much. I mean, not so much that I don't watch it. It's just that it doesn't. It, it's like that's wrong. That's wrong. I don't, that's not right. <laughs> right. Especially, especially from an Australian point of view, it's like, what? Wh- wh- why are you guys asking about how much it's going to cost? We don't. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> How much is this going to cost? Nothing. Right. It's going to cost nothing. <laughs> like, especially from my perspective, like didn't cost anything. Didn't cost anything. Didn't cost. It's like uh, it's it's a different world perspective from Australia versus from America. Oh my god! Well, you just made yes. the, one of the greatest commercials of all time for Australia simply by by reminding people that like the bill isn't something you have to think about. And I imagine for like six years and you're talking about brain surgeons and people who specialists, it would be so expensive over here, but there the government takes care of all of it. Pretty much. Yeah. It's one of the things that I always like, always just reminds me of how lucky it is to live in Australia is just how much went up because I've got a couple of relatives in, that live in America, and, and and I've got a one of my relatives has has um 
um, cancer as well. He has, um, um, uh, he has, he has, um, uh, it's a cancer. Um, the, uh, the in the in the uh, can't remember the type of cancer. Oh, Lymph nodes. No, no. Um, when blood. Um, when you can't. When you've got. Um, I think what's called off the top of my head. But yeah, when you've got. But regardless, of type of type of cancer. But they even have. Um, Is that leukemia? I have leukemia. Leukemia. Thank you. Yes, exactly. And they have, as far as I'm aware, actually have, um, uh, like, uh, what do you call it, like money, um, um, insurance. When you have, when you have insurance, mm. yes, exactly. And, and even that, they still have have to pay for. Yeah, it's, you're, you can have wonderful insurance, but there's still some, you know, money that you have to put in on your own. They call it deductible. Like you have to put in yes. a certain amount yourself. The well, um. And- that's craziness. Whereas with, with me, like one of the things that I was, I basically haven't paid for anything, <laughs> including going to um, doctors and all the doctors and going to the um, digital store. About the only thing I've had to pay for is my my um, dr- my drugs for which because I was on a, a low pension was like six bucks for the, wow. For, for my regular regular drugs. I think it's safe yeah, to say, it's absolutely safe to say that uh, by living in Australia, um, you have lived longer than you probably would have if you were here in America. Like, I especially, think that's probably safe. Yeah, say, especially yeah. with a system that's just like, we got the bill, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, the, the healthcare there sounds exceptional. And you you're living proof, for heaven's sakes. What um what uh, are you allowed to drive anymore or no? No, I haven't drive for now years. Uh, um, it's been a minute. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but it's sort of it's sort of like, hey, you can drive. No, you can't. Hey. <laughs> what um do you get to go out? Like, do you, do you still go walking and stuff like that? Um, I, I go out on. I, I basically can't walk very well. Right. I have I have a, a, a walking walker mm-hmm. or whatever they call like it. My like my mom, my mom's walker. got one of those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I can use that for sort of limited space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one one of the things that I have is a um, I have a a, a a social friend person. I don't know what they're called, but basically I go out with him every um, two weeks, uh, two, two days a week. Um, which basically just helps keep me more sane, right? Um, which is kind of cool. Um, Where so do you guys go? go? It, it just basically anywhere; it doesn't really matter. So we either go to the shops, or we um, just go for a, a drive to the beach, or whatever, whatever's bored, and like uh, whatever we want to do for basically two hours. Nice. Um, we'll go to the movies or whatever. So. It, Whatever, essentially, just to get out of the house more than it keeps mum a bit more sane, keeps me a bit more sane, just sort of keeps everyone a bit more more sane, right. <laughs> essentially, to just to literally get out of the house um, is the main reason, sort of, rather I, than just being. I think yeah, a, a lot of people identify with, uh, with they can't identify with where you are specifically, but a lot of us have been in the house for the last year and, and would have, would welcome somebody who's like, let's go out for two hours. Like, yes, yes. That'd be amazing again. 
What, um, what, uh, for those, uh, you know, listening, um, and, uh, still, uh, you know, for the last, let's say 3% of the folks listening who are still like, um, I mean, I, you know, I got to worry about all this ridiculous shit that people normally worry about and stuff. Um, hit them with a little insight and a little wisdom. Um, what should people be doing with their time, John? Mm, good question. I think probably the best thing you should be doing is stop worrying about the the stop worrying about the shit that no one needs to worry about. Which sounds really really important, but there's there's a lot of a lot of people seem to be worrying about a lot of stuff that they don't need to worry about. And I can add to that. Doesn't anyone really care about, I mean, maybe maybe this is just me, but I don't, does does that random person on, on, say, Reddit or any other website that you've never met before is... Does that particular person really worry your, that's le- going to leave a nasty website, um, nasty word thing? Comment. Dis- going to get comment or dislike or whatever. That, like, is that going to come into your life in any way, shape, or form? Like, like just, just let it go. And, and then more to the point, if is leaving the comment going to help as well? Like, again, just let it go. There's... A, does do, is typing it or messaging or on Facebook or the rest of it. how I a lot of people like oh I need to I need to need to re- reply to this person because I need to let them know that they're wrong or that I'm right or about this thing and I'm like the amount of crap <laughs> in in Twitter or in Facebook or in it's about. I'm wrong and you're right about this particular thing on this random person about this particular subject. And most of the time, really? <laughs> I just, I don't get it. <laughs> maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm the wrong the person that I don't, um, I'm out of this perspective on this one. But I think just... if everybody, you know, if there was a time stamp on our forehead that counted down to the moment that we end, there'd be a lot less sitting on the internet going, well, you're absolutely wrong about this. I mean, you're living with a metaphorical version of that. So you see the preciousness of time and going like that, that ain't any way that I want to spend my time and no way that anybody else should be wasting so much time on it. I mean, it's created crisis for one's life. You're absolutely right. How often does a negative comment somebody leaves really come into the real world it's it's in an it's in a non-world for heaven's sakes a, a interdimensional little portal where people post opinions and, and look at pornography and stuff like that but it really you know doesn't unless somebody's swatting your house or something it really doesn't haunt you into the into your true life um exactly important lesson right there what is the uh do you even go on the internet anymore i do um but uh, most of the time I'm on the internet, it'll be one of two things. Either if I'm specifically 
messaging people that I know in real life or if I'm specifically messaging um, people um, on Reddit the, to talk about, um, like, you can't ask that. And, and those are the two main things that I'll do. Um, beyond that, generally, it's not that I don't go on 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 the internet or anything. I do. It's just that I try to do it specifically for real. Like, like I said, like I'll talk to I'll talk to people on on say Facebook, mm. but I'll be talking to people on Facebook that I know in real life and stuff like that. Um, very very rarely would I be on the internet that I I don't know anyone in real life or anything like that. That that would be really. In fact, I can't even think of anyone off the top of my head. I'm sort of thing. So yeah. What uh, uh, finally? What what makes you uh, like happy right now? Like for me, when I'm like, uh, you know, oh man, the day was hard. Uh, you know what's going to make it better? I'm going to eat this uh, this uh, Beyond Burger, um, which is like you know most people go for alcohol or whatever. Fuck. But what is the your happy place? Like where, what is the thing you get to go to where you're like, oh yes, this is it. Like this, this is an excellent use of my time, and I can put aside all the thoughts um, of, of all the things I need to do before my time or whatever. What's your happy place right now? Hmm. Because you gave your games away, motherfucker. Like you can't. <laughs> it ain't your games. They're gone for heaven's sakes. <laughs> Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a tricky question. I'm trying to think about that one. For me, um, it would be nonstop, constant masturbation. That would be my happy place. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they'd find me. That's you know, it, that they, that might if they took me out for two hours every once in a while in a week. That's all I'd be doing in the car, just getting as many in <laughs> as I possibly can. <laughs> but that's me. I'm selfish like that. <laughs> What is your happy place? I don't know. Um, I mean, I do like my food, but I don't think I like my food that much. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I like food so much that like in, in a choice between food and fucking, sometimes I'm just like, well, <laughs> one is going to be over very fast. The other I can make stretch out for like a half an hour, <laughs> you know, sometimes an hour. I sit down in front of the TV to watch a TV show that's like an hour long. The meal is an hour long. I just keep it going throughout the entire thing, grazing like a damn cow. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, it's repeated trips to the kitchen, too. That's the sad thing. It's just like becomes a buffet in bed and stuff. Which is the only place yeah. one will have a buffet anymore at home, like, you know, because good Lord, nobody's going to be having buffets in the age of COVID and whatnot. The idea of like, let's all reach into the same pot just doesn't really play quite the same anymore. But I digress. The, what is the, what's, the, so food is a happy place. What else? I don't think there's one specific thing mm. that is a particular person a particular thing that is um that is a a happy place i think it's more of a it's more of a case of of things that are happy versus things that are not happy is probably the best way to put it Mm. so a happy place for me at the moment would be essentially if i'm able to do what i want to do and i'm paying free 
and I'm enjoying whatever it is that I'm doing. So it could be something, I could be talking to a friend of mine or I could be watching a TV or a movie or whatever the thing is that I'm doing. And in particular, if I'm doing it and I'm not having to sort of think about it, if I'm just in the moment, that would be probably, funnily enough, would be the happy happiness in the fact that, I can do it without actually concentrate. Whereas if I'm if I'm sort of can, let's say I'm I'm watching a movie mm-hmm. and I go two movie two hours and haven't had the thought about oh hang on I've got some sort of pain going for the last two hours that would be not a happy place. But if I've gone for two hours and then that would then be a happy place if that makes sense. It makes so, absolute sense. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess the best way I could describe it is if a happy place for me would be a long stretch of if, of time where I haven't had to think about shit, basically. <laughs> and and that could be like I said, could be any could be anything from movies to talking to people, whatever. Doesn't matter. But yeah, that'd be it. I think you just uh, poetically described everybody's happy place man you just put us all on the same damn page and whatnot um once again uh inspiring wonderful words um uh, from somebody with a healthy dose of perspective man um we will do this again what's the date today today is uh march 29th so let me look at this calendar here let's do this again on for uh april 15th sound good i'll have to double check my calendar but should sound about good to me yeah let's uh, we'll, we'll go for that man mid-month because uh we can't be taking john for granted kids can't be like all right we'll talk to you next month uh you know doctors are telling us things as john has communicated so we'll we'll treat that time preciously and instead of waiting a big chunk of time. We'll get back together on uh, April 15th. Julian will put it in my calendar and uh, we'll do this again, man. And you'll tell us what's happened between now and that moment as well. Do me a favor, go out and live an adventure so you can come back and be like, I fought a bear for Christ's sakes. It was fucking nuts. Bear handed. Um, I already s- been to Antarctica. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're like, what fucking more adventure you want from me? <laughs> Fuck. He's like, I set him in the end stages. God damn it. Get off my balls. Um, once again, a privilege and an honor, man. Excellent talk. Oh, I go find a bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll talk to you uh, in uh, mid-April again, John. But uh, uh, continued success in beating the odds, man. Not a problem. Thank you. Um, thanks for your time as precious as it is for, for you to give us not just the last, uh, time we sat down, but then this time as well. And then the time I just fucking committed you to in mid April and stuff, you feel free at any time to be like, I did mention I'm dying, right? Like what the fuck <laughs> you're asking me about time. And then you're stealing it from me for heaven's sakes. Um, feel free to let me know at any time if I overstay my welcome and stuff. But, uh, you are a unique bird. I don't know anybody else like you. And I think it's important for the rest of us to hear, to hear your voice. Cause I think, uh, you're going a place that a lot of us, particularly my age 
think about a lot more regularly at this point and stuff. So if with your permission, we'll keep it going. Well, good. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll talk soon. We will. That is Smodcast for this week, kids. I'm Kevin Smith. And I'm I'm Stanley John Grace. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. You got to excuse him. You just listen to the episode. You know what we're talking about. Uh, Have a week. This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>